Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. I recently played the game Luna the Shadow Dust on my laptop. This is a game that's been in the making for four years. And I had the good fortune of interviewing B.D. Guo, the artist and co-creator of this game. It was a joy for me to be able to find out about the inner workings, the creation process, uh, how she arrived at the artistic style that she came up with, what it was like to brainstorm with her fellow co-creators. So that interview was an hour and a half, so I split it up into two. So you're going to be able to hear the first part of our interview Uh, Coming up next. Also, thank you, Mickey Dolans from the Monkees. Thank you so much for your endorsement. You guys are also going to be able to hear Rob Rob Broski from Twin Peaks. He played one of the woodsmen. He's going to have his two cents to say. And Henry D. Horse with a fun fact. So thank you, everybody who has contributed. Thank you to the makers of Luna the Shadow Dust, for creating such an extraordinary game that's going to ignite the imaginations across the nation as it continues to become available on more platforms, which I was very impressed to learn that they released it on Linux. That's that's a really smart move. Okay, folks, without further ado, by the way, if you want to contribute to this podcast, please you can, uh, email us your audio As you know, I like having various audioscapes on here. So let's say if you interviewed someone, if you have an interesting, uh, uh, the sound of your dog speaking gibberish, you know, I want to hear that. If if you record uh, the sound of you typing on a typewriter or or, or washing the dishes, I I, I don't care what it is, send me your audioscape to inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. You can also call the hotline, leave a voice message. 561-203-9179. 561-203-9179. That's right, 561-203-9179-er. And without further ado, here is a new episode of Inspirato Projecto. David Lynch personally started a campaign in Hollywood to get Laura Dern an Oscar nomination for her performance in Inland Empire, he sat on the side of the road with a cow during this campaign, which was, unfortunately, unsuccessful. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Listen, I don't have much time, but... Do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, 
uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Hi, am I speaking with Beatty? Uh, yes. Hello, Gert. How are you? Hi, great. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, so, I gotta say, I, I, I finished the video game, and wow, it is so much fun. It is such an extraordinary journey, and um, it has so much heart and authenticity to it, and uh, the, oh, the, thank the art is so good. You did the art for that, didn't you? Uh, yes. You have a really unique art style. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that because I heard lots of people like every everyone has can see a kind of different style from from Luna. Some of them say it's like Studio Ghibli vibe. Some of them pointing out other cartoons that I haven't even know before, but it's it's really interesting. Oh, so interesting. Okay, so people are are looking at your character and thinking that maybe you were influenced by other artists maybe I, I am definitely influenced i don't think i am that original myself so uh my style definitely has observed consciously or subconsciously mm -hmm. um through so many different artists and uh, i i can pinpoint few of them because i do study their art a lot and they are my favorite artists who are some of your favorite but, artists yeah um Studio Ghibli film, I watched them when I grow up. I watch all of them. So I think the color palette, the kind of color I choose, we choose in this game, were influenced by Studio Ghibli's film. It's not like too flashy. It's more slightly washed out, have a gender tone, like watercolor feeling towards it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Um, God, there, there are so many. Uh, let me think about them one by one. Um, have you heard of a guy? He's from Australia. He's called Sean Ten. No. He is an um, graphic novel illustrator. He mainly do graphic novels and uh, co uh, not comics. Yeah, but yeah, graphic novels. So I personally really love his work. I collect all his books. And quite a few of his books, he told a story without language as well. It's just picture and pictures. I, I guess I kind of pick up that technique. I studied how he did it that well. Try to see if we can use that in, in Luna. I think uh, it's interesting how the art that we create is, if you, if you were to... Um, look at the ingredients of the art that we make, you do end up seeing the influences. I mean, we can't help it. We, we're growing up and we're, we're excited about this particular artist or that particular artist. And in, in certain subtle ways, you might find yourself going, oh, this is a little bit like Picasso right now, or this is a little bit like Salvador Dali right now. And um, it's... Yes, exactly. Like, no matter how unique, um, when we first um, trying to think an artist style is, but if you talk to them, they will. They can always tell you who influenced them. Then, if you continue the research to see the guy that has influenced him or her, you can see the traces. Sometimes we like some. Sometimes I um, like come across a style. I I think that's really really unique. 
But probably years later, I discovered who influenced them. Then I realized,、oh, okay, that this is some this kind of style definitely has been done before. It's it's interesting how that could happen because I like to draw as well, and it's it's interesting how you'll find yourself.、Um, You know, just inventing something,、um, and maybe it's even an idea for something, and then you write this idea down, or you draw this little, this little, this quick little sketch, and then yeah, just like you're saying, you end up finding out that years before, maybe even decades before,、uh, maybe a hundred years before, there was already some artist who drew that same type of thing, and you're,、exactly. and you're just going, how the heck that it's like accidentally predicting the past. <laughs> yes, like we kind of inheritage loads of things that we don't. Know、yeah, that we we has already within us. Yeah, kind of just passed down through generations, like collective、uh, memory or knowledge or something. Yes, yes. Now, this is this seems to be a very.、Uh, I like the way that you're talking because、um, there is a lot of a spirituality about this game, which which I really loved. There seem to be many little little puzzles with,、uh, you know, within the within the pictures, within the art itself. Like I loved it when.、Um, There's a part where you're you're that little tiny dog, that little tiny dog creature, and you're kind of floating through the sky through the stars,、uh-huh. and、um, you know st- all of a sudden pictures start taking shape, and you're going, "Ooh, what's the symbolism of this, or what's the symbolism, what's the symbolism of that?"、Uh-huh. And、um, now, did you? Let's see, let's see. How did the process of this come about? Were you just friends with these people, and you decided let's make a video game, or how did how did that happen? Um, okay, so we can talk us back, like four years ago.、Uh, there are four people in this team.、Uh, me, I'm the art director. Then Fox is the project manager. We have Wang Guan, who's our programmer. Also, the fourth member, Susie, she's our music composer.、Uh, how we know each other is kind of we are all friend of friends. Me and Fox were. Friends since high school, so we know each other for a very long time, and we've been always talking that probably one day when we grow up, we want to do something together, but that never happened.、Um, but、uh, finally, in around I think 2014, I had a little bit of free time aside of my、uh, work. I switching from a nine to six day job to freelancing, so all of a sudden I have lo- lots of time on my side. So then I start to just out of Interest. I I start to doodle some game idea. I never even thought that I want to make a game in the future. It's just fun to design something. So I I showed my ideas to Fox.、Um, he find this game quite interesting and has potential. So he asked me, "Do you want me to, or do you want me to introduce someone to you know like a programmer?" And combine with your art, we can actually make、um, a mini game for ourselves. Wow! Uh, uh, yeah, so we are all like game players. We we play lots of games. So the idea of that we can actually have something,、um, have a story, and make our own game. It's very interesting. It excites us. It's very exciting. It sounds, you know. When you hear a lot of these stories of these people who come up with, they they invent these particular inventions or they create these things, it it all stems from excitement and the willingness to explore the imagination. Doesn't it seem that way? Uh yes, definitely. Um, I don't know. Have I uh introduced to you their background? Like 
Fox and Guan, uh, Wang Guan at the time, they were works in uh, Ubisoft Shanghai. So they kind of, they are in the industry already. They have been involved in big project um, from Ubisoft's project. But however, you really get a chance to make something by your own. In, in a big company like this, you really have a chance to even in charge of a project of your own. Wow. So the opportunity of you can have everything your say, decide, make every decision by yourself and make these things into a game regardless whether it's a big game or small game. I, I guess that interests, that excites everyone, every game lover, every game designers. So I, I guess that's why they were really excited to, to be on board and the same, same as me. That is so cool. Now, did you did you all brainstorm on the concept of this, um, the symbolism, the light versus dark, the shadows and the light? I mean, it, it, it's so cool how layered and textured this is. The very original idea, probably it's even more abstract than the idea is based from one of my very old student film I did back in the uni. That's like 2007 we're talking about. So... I had this animation, the story is about a man who pilots this moon as a spacecraft and then uh, his long distance relationship with fam with his family. So that story has nothing to do with Luna, but I really like the, the two symbol in that short animation. One of them is the very tall tower. In that short animation, his family lives on the top of this tower. So every Three months when the spaceship he pilots, which is the moon, uh, glide across the window, they had a short period of time of you unite as a family. Wow. So I, I just I just really like the the concept of you have a very tall tower, um, and also the idea you can do something with the moon. The moon is not as usual as we think it as a planet. Yeah. So I, I just think that these two ideas, I can develop them into something more interesting. It's rather a waste that I just left the story, you know, undeveloped like that. Yeah. So that's the very, very original element I took from from the animation. But it, it turns out um, the story, the whole story, the concept, the world setting of Luna, it's a team, team discussion result. We all throw our ideas into the story. We all come up with different concepts. Um, just try to see whether it fits. We, we had a folder. The folder is called Crazy Ideas, literally. I love it. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, in, in the very beginning, we, we just throw in all kinds of ideas. That is great. Brainstorming, yeah. That's the key. Because you know what? When everyone feels free to go as crazy and as far and as absurd as they want with these ideas. It's just great because it just keeps feeding more and more ideas. It, it just keeps giving such a great energy. Have you noticed that with your brainstorm sessions? Uh, yes, definitely. Like I really like the, the fact that different ideas, probably as individuals, it doesn't work. But when you combine these two together, it probably it grow out to something even better than you expected. Like the, the idea they bounce off, probably will think, okay, this one definitely doesn't sound like we can, we can achieve that. But we don't just chuck it away. We, we tuck them into the corner. Right. Uh, 
probably years later, all of a sudden we realize we have the ability to to achieve that, then we will bring the idea back into the game just yeah. to see whether we can fit them. I love it. It's such a great idea because, yeah, those ideas, I don't know about you, it sounds it sounds to me you have a similar uh, feeling towards ideas as I do. All the ideas, you know, I write them down in the books. I, I, um, I started my podcast with that, just putting my ideas in there, just going, okay, this is going to be my diary. This is going to be my journal. All my ideas, going right in this thing so I could document yeah. it. And it's interesting because... All those ideas I feel such an allegiance to. They are my little babies, and I feel very responsible for trying to make sure that they all get a chance to be heard and or seen in some way. Do you feel that same way with your ideas? Yes, I have um, I have a notebook. I sometimes uh, record my idea because I can't find a pen, but I just feel like the idea is going to slip away if I don't record it. Um, you know, so when you, I'm an illustrator, but sometimes when you need a pen, you just can't find it. This is always happening oh, yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I definitely uh, like to like record every single thought of me, uh, no matter how weird they seems at that time, because you you don't know that what it's gonna become in the yeah. future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it could become something so completely dynamic that you, it's it's another chapter that unfolds that you didn't even realize was there. And you, you go back to the archives of your ideas and you go, whoa, now that would be a great centerpiece for this particular yes. story here. <laughs> and, you know, had you thrown that away or, um, you know, there, there are no bad ideas, just unexplored ideas, you know. And so when we explore them, you, you just start finding some really interesting stuff in there. I just love it. Yes, that this is exactly what happened to the early development of Luna. I have this. I kept all my sketchbook, um, like things from my childhood. Like I don't throw away any of my drawings or my sketchbook away. So it just one day I was doing some house cleaning. I guess I accidentally found out one of the sketchbook I had in the uni during the time I was making the animation. So I did loads of sketches back then. Um, I completely forgot I, I even had it, but I'm so glad that I found them. So I sit down and read through my um, design process of making that animation. Then I just realized, oh, I, I really like the thing that I draw at the time. Probably um, in 2007, I just start learning animation, loads of idea in my head. I cannot, I don't have the ability to turn, turn them into something um, something better uh, at that time. But now I have the ability now, I have some years of training, so um, the idea wasn't bad, so why not do a, like a re, 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 remake version of that? Well, how fun and exciting, how fun and exciting. So it started out as a little, you know, like a little um, little piece of clay that maybe you messed around with a little bit. You're like, okay, there's a little clay and someday I'll know how to exactly how to chisel that thing and how to turn that into something. And sure enough, now you're able to go back in there and go, okay, you know, let's let's see you the, the rest of the way here. Let's take you across the bridge here. It, yes, it, yes. it feels so, so yeah. satisfying and so exciting when that happens because, you know, it's so interesting. What is old to us, anything that's old to us, our old drawings, our old songs, our old, you know, poems, whatever, what is old to us is brand new to somebody else at some point because, you know, let's say you bring out something that's 20, 30 years old that you got back there in your archives. To you, you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know what I was doing or, you know, I, I was so much, you know, I'm so much better now or whatever the sentiments are. You bring it out to someone who, who has no idea that that thing ever existed in the first place and now it's this brand new thing to them this um 
Yes, I I completely agree, and that's why I really love um, to to buy. You know, some sometimes the artists they sell their collection of their sketches as a as a as a book. So oh, right. it's all those yeah all those drawings that um, they did when they are young, um, and I'm I'm very. Um, Happy to see that they share the same idea as me. Or like we are holders, we don't we don't throw away stuff. And uh, it's it's really exciting to look at some like very famous artists. Look at their work when they did when when they were young. So because you know how they who do they become, and、um, you can clearly see some very early influence. Yeah. From their very early work and.、Uh, You just feel like, oh, wow! He he already had that thought at the time, but he didn't know. It's yeah, it's so fun because you get to actually see the the process of that taking shape. You see the mind at work. Um, and、yeah. you see, okay, in this next, you know, in this phase, next phase of their life, maybe they played more with this aspect.、Uh, you know, maybe there are more、yeah. tentacles in their creatures, you know, than ever before. And they went through their tentacle phase, and all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, now we see that they're putting legs on these creatures with tentacles. Oh, okay, now they're going in that phase, you know. And you can kind of see, oh, now they're in their ears phase. They're drawing things with a lot of ears, on, <laughs> you know.、Yeah. And it's so interesting, even when we look back on our own stuff, how we can see how. I, I remember the the moment in time when I was.、Um, I was watching a GI Joe cartoon, and I noticed that they drew cheekbones on the guys. And so then I went through a cheekbone phase. I still am in that phase. I still love just drawing cheekbones. But ever since I learned from GI Joe watching that, and to go zip zip make those little cheekbones, I couldn't I couldn't stay away from it from that point forward. I just everything had to have cheekbones. <laughs> so it's interesting.、Oh, yeah, yes, I I guess for for everyone like this phrasing, and、um, especially like you.、Um, I think I can tell a pattern of myself now. Like when I first discover this new style, like which I learned from any other artist, I I obsess with it. Like you, I draw cheekbones or something else for years <laughs> on all my all my character. But then you will you will pass that phrase, so you start to you know dis、uh, dislike the phrase、oh. that you just passed. Right,、You're、right, like, yeah.、Oh, Yeah, that that's good. That, that's rubbish, and、uh, I I never want to do anything like this anymore. But then give it another couple of years. Yeah. When you when you look back. Yeah. At those cheekbone periods. Oh yeah. You you realize that um it is very valuable to you because it、yeah. might changes the way that you design your character in the future. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's so fun when you see an artist that kind of sets into their. Their their style, like、um, I remember as a kid growing up, I'd look at those Garfield.、Um, do you remember those Garfield little? They were they were like little comics. There was a whole bunch of series、yes. of them, so I loved those. And it was interesting because you could see the evolution of how Garfield was drawn through the years.、Yes. Did you notice in that? In the beginning, I think Garfield was quite stiff. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was not as chubby as the Garfield that we remember. Right.、Same、right. Uh, right. The character changed so much. Oh yeah, totally. It's so great that you noticed that too. Because when I was a kid, looking at that, going, "Hey, there's something a little different now." You know, in this book, he looks a little bit different. I can't put my finger on it. You know, and before you know it, he just he he sculpted into it. And then once Jim Davis, you know, once he got a hang of that, that kind of became his. 
you know, he had to go through all those other little phases to kind of help yes. chisel that thing into what that, that has become. I like your art style where it's interesting. I was, I was admiring how the, the nose is like a little rectangle and it's an elevated, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a little elevated yeah, rectangle. Most people say it looks like a switch button. Oh, it does look like a switch button. <laughs> yeah, it does look like a switch button. It, I, I just like that choice, you know, and how it's got the, 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 the little guy has rabbit ears. Cause it's funny cause he goes down the rabbit hole. And so in a sense, he, he becomes the the white rabbit in the Alice in Wonderland type of thing. It, uh, it kind of reminds me. Oh uh, yeah! Now you mentioned that. I think Alice in the Wonderland, um, this classic story. Well, it, 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 I will not say that I was directly influenced by that, but so many other films, almost every single adventure films, was somehow more or less influenced wow. by the ideas of Alice in the Wonderland. Oh, so then I got influenced by those films. So no wonder you can see. Oh. The, and it's kind of creativity and it's so the great i mean that we took, yeah oh it's so fun because like there's that part where you're the, he's walking across the books and all those camera angles it's it's so impressive how it'll start zoomed in on something and then and then it keeps revealing more and more of what's there in the scene okay. and and you're like oh i didn't know that little door was hiding over there or oh what's that little thing i didn't see that before and um i every room i went into I went. I moved my cursor everywhere. I was hoping, okay, what's what can I open? What's going to happen here? And that was the other cool thing about this game is that there wasn't any dialogue going on, and 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 you no. still learned, you still figured out what you needed to do just by based on looking at patterns. And it was fun being able to kind of go, okay, what's the pattern here, and how can I apply it towards what's going on? It felt like the art that was that was going on around the character was actually a direct more metaphor for what the character needed to do in order to get out of that room. And so it was really, it was, it was really interesting how you all put it together. Um, the, I think we, in, in the very beginning, we have this uh, discussion that whether we want to put any dialogue or any text, because if we decide to go that decision, it's going to make our life a lot easier in a way. Um, by choosing the hard way uh, doing the thing the hard way, one of the reasons I think came from my very early experience of gaming. Um, my, uh, As you know, English is not my first language. Uh, when I was young, I don't speak English that well, but I still get hold of some game that has English dialogue in it. But those games, they designed in a way... Um, so good that it doesn't necessarily require me to understand every single line. I can tell the story, I can understand the story through their characters, uh, motion, their, like, just the, the music sometimes helps a lot. So, um, I, I think this is something achievable um, in game design or in any kind of art form that you, you can actually tell a story well uh, if you try hard enough to deliver the kind of emotion that you want to deliver to your audience. Also, I, I like it the way that it leaves me a lot of space to let my imagination run wild. Like when I actually can't read those English dialogues, I have to use my imagination to yeah. to like guess yeah. what was the gap, what, which bits are they talking about here. And I do enjoy those experiences. Yeah. It doesn't... It doesn't bother me to not knowing the exact answer. Yeah, it it, it 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 lets the audience, like you're saying, it lets the audience fill in the blanks and, and almost make that story 
you know, everybody's going to have a different sort of story in their brain as to what's going on. Yeah, sure, the nuts and bolts are there. The skeleton is in a sense there. But what what are all those little meaty bits that are hiding in there? You know, (laughs) what's what's the um, because, yeah, there was no dialogue. And I'm looking at these symbols and like, man, I just loved it when you go into the when you go into the book and it's so cool. And you have to figure out what they want, you know, okay, what does this character want from me? And <laughs> what do I need to do? How do I get it? And it's, uh, yeah, in, in order to, because we, we fully aware that if we don't have any dialogue, then it will be confusing. Yes. And this yeah. is, um, a challenge that we have to face. We can't just leave it there and say, Oh, let the people figure out. Right. So right. We, we can't do that. So, so we did spend a lot of time thinking, Without using dialogue, is there any way that we can give player hint? So mm-hmm. the the solution we come up with that um, since from the very first level, we we're trying to um, encourage our player to look more, to ah, listen more, I instead love it. of click clicking around. So we're trying to reduce the kind of object that you can you can click because if everything is a clickable, that people will focus more on. The interaction Ooh. instead of the observation. Ooh, that's Say, good. For example, the the level that you have to follow the rabbit to they point to you know the oh am I spoiling anything like the, the <laughs> room that you have to figure out the relationship between the painting and the moon. Oh right, level, right. Yeah, it has nothing to interact. So it forces the player to to look because they 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 feel frustrated. In the beginning, they feel like there's nothing I can click. So right. what am I supposed to do? Then it kind of forced them to use the sense that we should we should have used, but because of we've been playing games for so many years, we kind of train ourselves to be uh, drawn towards buttons. Oh. But now all of a sudden you've been thrown back to a different game that don't even have a button. So you have to feel okay. Okay, what what else do we left? We have our eyes, so there are pictures, yeah, there yeah. Are things on the wall. Then let's just have a look at the pictures, see yeah. is there any clue uh, that that the designer left us there. So um, this is one of the ways that we know it's going to be challenging and um, it not be your everyday puzzle game. So it kind of forced the player to play our game in a slightly different mindset. But we build those levels early stage, so we hopefully that they get the idea. So in the later stage, the player, it's kind of a tutorial as well. Uh, right. So they understand, okay, this game is not a very, uh, it's not one of those, you click everywhere game. So you do have to look, and when you did look, you can actually find it. Yeah, and the soundtrack is so good because it tells you to pay attention to certain sounds too and make those correlations between when you click on this thing and it makes a sound, you know, to pay attention to that. And, you know, when you click on that, it makes a different sound. Well, what what does that mean? You know, and then you have to kind of put yes. these pieces together. And and I love just what you said about it. it's all, in a sense, a tutorial about what's coming up next because you yeah. do see your your hand, you know, you're, it's like you, you, you hold the player's hand for a little bit, in a sense, by going, okay, here's a little something, here's something that's a possibility. And... um because you know that that if 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 you learn this little skill, let's let's say for instance, when when the little guy goes into the shadows, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you, you, earlier on, you learn, oh, this is something that can be done. And then so that you know, okay, that's a skill that I might need in the future at some point. I don't yes. know when. But it's just kind of filed away back there in your brain. And so when you do come across that possibility to do it, you're like, oh, oh I, forgot I, I, I forgot I could do yes, this. Yes, Here's a little yes, trick yes. I forgot I had. And, uh, and then it's this extra reward that you didn't, you didn't expect was hiding there. So whatever you did, it's working because uh, – I mean, you must have just had so much fun hiding, hiding the little art up on the walls and going, okay, this is going to be the thing. If they look at this, then they'll know this is how they fix this thing. Yeah, yes, we are. Well, we also don't want to hide it like too deep because yeah. that just defeats the purpose of become a, a hint to the player. Mm-hmm. So we there's a fine balance. We have to make sure that it blends into the surrounding uh, well. So it, it feels like authentic. It's already, it's there. Um, naturally, rather than something we, we forced upon. Um, but also, it needs to be um, reasonably easy to understand. So, music helps a lot as well, and we also use loads of special effects. Say, if this is a hint that um, you, you get, then you use this hint to pass this level. It gives you a feedback. It flashes or something, it changes color to tell you that you did something right. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's it's also a really fun feature that you can just hit the space bar and all of a sudden you, you, you bounce between the two characters. And, and then timing, timing, um, like I once, I got the hang of the idea that I could have the, the, the rabbit ear guy walking and then hit the space bar and immediately use the other little guy while the other guy was still walking. So the other guy was still walking and meanwhile I can get something done with the, with the little guy and so once yes. I kind of learned that I could Save do that, that <laughs> yeah, it, it, like it opened up all these new possibilities to me because especially when I was jumping around in the shadows, when the little dude's jumping in the shadows there and I had to, I had to time had to switch pretty quick. certain yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. I had to do, like, oh, you know, close this drawer or whatever. And oh, here's right. Here comes the crow. You know, so there are so many little intricacies thing in there. They were hiding in there that once I got the hang of them, it, it was just it was such a huge victory. It felt so good. Just just to get it right in that groove. Oh, that that feels good. So that that means our our design worked because we uh, we thought about all the possibility that um, especially that level you're talking about. Yeah. We origin. It is not one of the easy one. I think it has certain challenges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially with the um, the action because our game overall it's not an action based game. Right. But in that particular level, you have to there quite a few action involved you have to switch between characters and stuff so we did a lot of tests on the level we show it to different player and we just a speed of how quick those shadows oh yeah oh yeah yeah and how fast you can react oh yeah um, because think about it if we show this level to a guy who's very good at action game he's gonna pass on um pass the level in no time oh yeah uh, but if if we yeah. should go it to someone who never played any action game like casual player or like my parents probably um so they will find this level really really hard so we we have to do a lot of tests and draw something in the middle we have to adjust the time and also we would we, we find it quite interesting we expect everyone to use a mouse and uh, probably a keyboard in front of them to oh, play yeah. the game but we didn't know a lot of people play games with mouse trackpad 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like on my laptop, I got the little yeah, the little square thing. So I'm zipping my finger yeah. along on this yeah. thing. Yeah, it, it's not the best tool to right. game, but we can't stop people using that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's their choice. And we even learn people play game with a uh, Wacom tablet and a pen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So wow. They based on this research, we have to adjust the time to think. Okay, if you play this level on a mouse trackpad. It will everything will seems too fast and too difficult. Oh boy! We might need to reduce the time a bit. I'm glad you guys did that because I did find some trickiness with that. But then it was right around that corner where I was like, "Oh my gosh, can I move my finger fast enough?" And where's the mouse on the screen? You know, it was just like a <laughs> right when just I realized enough time. Yeah, yeah, it gave me just enough time when I realized that I could make I could have one little guy move while the other guy still did something else. Like, and all those revelations came together at the same moment. And uh, yes. it was very helpful. This, this, this level is definitely very, very challenging. And uh, people fail a lot. They have to try a couple of attempts. Uh, averagely, they have to try probably three, four <laughs> oh times. Oh my God, yeah. To, to reach yeah. the end. So that's why we we put this level right in front of the uh, um, the cutscene. So it kind of, the cutscene serves the purpose of a reward. Oh yeah. So you tried so hard on this level. Now you passed it. Here we go. That's the reward. That is so cool. That is so cool. I mean, just the idea of being able to go into the shadows and and, and to explore those realms. um, It's such a neat idea. It's such a cool... thank you. Yeah, I I mean... Gosh, it it has such an interesting spiritual aspect about it. And you see things that are that are earlier in the game, you know, paintings on the walls and stuff like that. It's interesting how you see it come back through the higher you climb this tower. Um, you, you see these things, you know, re reemerge like the, like the, um, sort of the crow, there's like the crow faced kind of God, um, or scholar. I just remember he has like a, like a bird face and, um, they each have their own personalities. And I could only imagine that there's a far deeper thing going on. Almost as if, I mean, do, do you guys have enough material to write a book, for instance? I think we do. The, the thing is, even within the game, um, there's limited space. That, that There's only that much of a background of the story, the law of the story we can show. But we have to think about everything uh, before we start making the game. Uh, we write down the story, we write, we design what's the religion's going to be in this world, that um, what's the what's the background story of these characters, like who, what's the real relationship, and uh, if there's a civilization in that world, what kind of civilization would it be, how similar would that civilization compare with our human civilization, are they aliens? Are they gods? So or spirits? So um, we we have to think about all of this, even they don't get to show in the game because otherwise, uh, if your setting of the world is not complete enough, mm. there will be holes that people can pick up, and then then you will find yourself try to. Uh, there's a term in China called you know you. You assemble one word to fill up a hole on the other word, so we we can't do that. So right. we just ha- we have to make make sure the foundation of the story is solid, 
at least the setting, uh, all the aspect we have to sort it through properly. That whether people gonna question this, whether they think there's some logic mistake here. Um, even nobody never gonna ask probably in the future, but we have to assume that people will be questioned this. This, I mean, I'm imagining this could be totally become a series of books. Uh, this could become graphic novels. Um, it's just got such a deep. There's there's so much going on in there that um, I can completely imagine being wonderful companions to to this video game. Are are there any um, plans on releasing the 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 the, the uh, soundtrack? Because that's a really good uh, yes, soundtrack. We on on Steam, you can already find the digital art book and um, soundtrack of the game. Luna the Shadow. And also, we're we're thinking to, um, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, uh, later, we're thinking to probably have a physical version of this art book published. Oh, that's and great. Within the physical version, we probably can include a bit more material that, um, like wow. some of the level we throw away, but we kept all those drawings, so probably oh. we uh, check into the book. Oh, that's cool. Is there yeah uh, only only two thirds of the all those crazy ideas get to get to be made so we have a, still a lot of them lying around there we still love those ideas some of yeah. them seems pretty cool to us but unfortunately um, we don't we either don't have the ability to to you know, to achieve them or they doesn't really fit or they are uh, they they are the same idea but just two versions so we only can choose one so there are a lot of level design idea like this wow wow do you now with all these ideas do you have plans on uh are you are you already is your team already brainstorming on other games that you're you're uh, gonna start working on together oh not yet <laughs> not yet i think at the moment our our um current focus will be to try to bring this particular game onto different platforms Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so like uh, Nintendo Switch, loads of people ask us, are you going to make a console version of this game? And we think also this game might be uh, very fun if you can play it on iPad. So oh, yeah. these are the, the next task for us to, you know, like porting this game onto different kind of platforms. Wow, how cool. I mean, I can already imagine action figures. I can imagine... Uh... Uh, you know, uh, beach towels. Plushy toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. Plushy toys. The uh, <laughs> it's gonna be so cute. Yes. Oh, what do they call those? Are those? Uh, what do they call those? The little guys, like Funko? No, is that what they're called? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the little, like the little plastic. Um, they got like uh, square. Yeah, um, what do you call those models? Models. Yeah, um, I just imagine those in that. Yeah. Those kinds of guys. Um. Yeah, this just has such a crazy world to it. And I just love how everything is alive in there. It took me forever to try to figure out. I had to really look at the pictures on the ceiling um, with the seasons. Oh, that, that's good. <laughs> with the seasons. That's exactly. We, um, oh, yeah. We feel really rewarding when we see player that they doesn't just, you know, rush through each level. After they, even when a door unlocked, they still stay around, walk around in, yeah. the, in the room and try to have their own interpretation of the story, which is such a lovely thing to see because this is exactly what 
excited us when we see something like art. You know, sometimes I go to church. I'm not religious myself. I don't have a religious background, but I find myself being very drawn towards those stained glasses. Oh、They、yeah, like a biblical story drawn on it. I、yeah. don't hundred percent understand them. I guess that's the beauty. If there's a textbook written on the window, probably I won't keep going back and、uh, you know just to check them out over and over because they are vague, they are mysterious. Yeah, are, but I can some I can understand part of them, but not all of them. So、uh, it keeps drawing me back to 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 read more. And、um, when I was young, say for example,、uh, when I was very young, when I saw the image of、uh, Jesus Christ on the、um, On the cross, it is a very horrifying image to me as a, as、mm. a young kid. Oh yeah. So, but when I grow up, when I understand the the story, when I learn the history, when I look at the picture again, it gives me a different feeling. So it's the same picture, but I grow up,、oh. my experience changed. Yes. So I, when you go and revisit the same place, your experience changed as well. So this is something. This is kind of my personal experience, but I find it very、um, interesting, and、uh, I I think this is a universal feeling for everyone who go and go to galleries and you know go and go to the museum and stuff. So a game is just another media. So I would like to see whether we can achieve that similar feeling within a game. Yeah, well, it's interesting. It's like I remember as as a kid, whenever I'd see movies,、um, teenagers were like, "Holy cow!" You know, wow, a teenager. You know, it seemed like this plateau to reach, like, "Holy cow, a teenager!" You know, and then and then so then I would I would associate with the with the younger kids in the movies, and then when I got to be a teenager, I I associated with the teenagers in the movies, and then、yes. as I got to be older, I you know closer to a father's age, I'm I, then I'm associating with the fathers of the movies and seeing it from that perspective. So it's really it, it's so interesting when you do see that and you revisit those movies and you go and and you watch a movie and you realize, holy cow, that's a joke that I never got before. You know,、yes. uh, <laughs> until I started working at the post office, you know, or whatever. Like, okay, I start working at the post office. Oh, now I get that joke. You know. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and sometimes when a joke,、uh, when when you think there was there was a joke when you were young, later on you realize it's not a joke. It's a very sad fact or something. Right. Oh yes. People are making into a joke so they can they can try to forget about it or laugh at it. Yes. So you 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 develop you understand that character even more, which is when you're young age you will never be able to. Wow. This is Robert from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Got a light? Seven, eight, four, five, nine. Now y'all take care of your meat pie products. 